Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode that's epic, of course, of My Orgasmic Life. And we are on chapter 14 of the Becoming a Better Lover series. And chapter 14 is Keeping It Spicy. <laughs> Before we get into the juicy details, for everybody who is new to hanging out with me, I'm Gaia Morissette. I'm a holistic sexual wellness specialist, a BDSM expert, BDSM wellness expert, and a high priestess of divine sexual magic and elemental magics. Um, I make I believe that the keys to a happy, healthy, wealthy, epic orgasmic life is embracing the human experience, sexual wellness, and letting go of fear, shame, guilt, and self-loathing. I'm a coach, a facilitator, a teacher, a trainer, and a speaker, and a published author. All right, let's get into our juicy topic. Woohoo! Keeping it spicy. So, also, it's really important that this is available for a limited time only, as I am in this series going to be turning this series into a book, as well as turning this series into a, an actual um, course. So right now is when you want to make sure that you watch, listen, and read all of the chapters as it's being developed so you can have access to that for free. Okie dokie, here we go. Keeping it spicy. So I talk a lot about, I've been talking a lot about in our series around um, the importance of newness and excitement and arousal and anticipation and exploration and pleasure. These are the places that I, you know, I've been talking a lot about. And this chapter is specific mostly for people who are in long-term relationships or with an ongoing play partners. Um, you know, you can't really, well, you can a little bit, but, but it, it really pertains to more in of a, a couple situation. And when I define couples, it's really important to understand that that is whatever that definition looks like for you. That doesn't mean that it's uh, heterosexual, heterosexual or monogamous, okay? Or it can be those things. All right, hot, new is hot and sexy. And why is new and hot and sexy? Well, there's a whole bunch of reasons. The first one is, is that the only way that our body really produces a biochemical called dopamine is when we drop into new experiences. And dopamine is like one of the happy drugs that our body and our, and our brain and our body produces. There's a whole bunch of other, you know, juicy biochemical uh, things that happen when we explore and we expand and we have new possibilities and, and the excitement and anticipation of the new. New also is hot and sexy. So when I say new, I mean exploring new possibilities, not having the same old, same old. Our brain needs, sorry, it's allergies at the moment. Give me a second. Our brain and our body's response, arousal response, needs new 
input. Because if it doesn't have new input, one, it's not creating dopamine, which is the excitement drug that we want in our bodies. Two, it doesn't, it's like we're bored. Our brain's like, ah, why bother? Which then makes our libido drop significantly. And when our libido drops, we don't want to have sexy time. We don't have, we want to have sex time with ourselves. We don't want to have sex time with other people. And when we're not having a sexy time, we're not in the, the state of pleasure. We're not in the state of pleasure. It tends to affect, it's like a spiraling effect that affects everything else and, and how you move in the world and how you interact in the rest of the world. So this is why we want to keep it spicy. This is why we want to spice things up. This is why we want to keep things new and um, on the edge of, of possibilities so that our bodies can be horny. Who doesn't want to be horny? Who doesn't want to be in that place of arousal and sexual arousal? Um, because there's all sorts of wonderful byproducts, not just for sexual gratification, but for other areas of your life. Um, and if you're like, I don't know what you're talking about, Gaia, um, come hang out with me a little bit more and I can explain it to you as well as you can figure, you know, come visit me at succulentliving.com um, where I drop into lots of the different possibilities of what does it mean to have a more how do you have an orgasmic life, right? It's not just about having orgasms, not just about the bedroom. It's about all the byproducts and the happy byproducts of when we are a sexual being and aroused in an aroused state, how that affects the rest of our lives, okay? So that's really important. The other thing that new and exciting is hot and sexy that creates is it helps with your moods. So when we have sexy time, whether that be with ourselves or others, what that does is it helps to stabilize our emotional well-being. So if we're grumpy, we can have some pleasure time and some sexy time with somebody, and that will help to change our mood. Now, in order for us to continue to want to have sex time, we need the new, we need the excitement, we need to expand our sexual development of who we are. And I'll get into, I'm going to talk about that in a moment, about the importance of our ever-growing sexual development. Um, so we want, what that does is it creates and helps us change our mood. It helps to create trust. So... If you go on a sexual adventure with somebody, in that sexual adventure, there's a lot of risking that happens and communication and vulnerability. And in that vulnerability, it creates trust. The more trust you have, the more you can relax and surrender and, and feel safe, um, the more uh, pleasure and orgasmic possibilities are created, as well as intimacy. So these are all the benefits of why you want to keep it spicy. <laughs> and keeping it spicy is adding new, going on sexual adventures with your partner or partners. Okay. Um, so let's drop into uh, why it's so important for us to continue to expand our own sexual development. So sexuality is kind of a continuum. And we part of that continuum is 
we want to always be moving in that continuum. It's not like you get to a place in your sexuality um, or like anything else. I mean, I'm a firm believer that this goes with personal growth and development as well, um, as well as sexuality, is that it's, it never stops. It never ends. There's always something new to explore. There's a, something new to learn. There's something new to expand into. And, you know, often people will say to me, well, I'm really good at sex. I don't need any help. Oh, I already know everything there is to know about sex. And I'm always sad when I see, when I hear that because I'm actually an expert in sex in the realm of sexuality and I don't know everything. Sorry, guys. Allergies. Um, so I don't know everything, which is exciting for me. Like, that's not a bad thing. That's exciting. It means like, oh, what else can I learn about myself? What else can I expand? What else can I explore with somebody else? Like right now, I'm in, I'm up leveling in my sexual development and I'm dropping into diving into some places around in, in the, in the world of BDSM on my personal level on BDSM in BDSM to drop into really leaning into my, my uh, unleashing my inner dominatrix space that, um, you know, in some capacities that I've never explored before. And if I don't continue to grow as a sexual being, um, it affects who I am. It affects my ability to expand in the world. It, ex ex it affects my ability to be in my arousal state. It ex it, like there's all sorts of things that happen. So even I, who am of an expert, I'm always, there's always something else for me to go on an adventure. There's always something else for me to grow and explore and expand into. So if you're like, well, I already know everything. I'm going to hear, I'm, I'm going to say, you do not know everything. <laughs> you think you know everything, but there's many things that you don't know that you don't know. And when it comes to sex, being the expert or mastering something only gives you space to go on to the next adventure. It's kind of like, look, here's a good way of looking at it. Travel is a great, we'll use some travel uh, as, a, as, a, as a possibility here. So you could travel to the same resort and for 20 years, you go to the same place every year and you know what that place is like and you've made friends in that space and there's this sense of comfort in the knowing space, in the, the stability space. And that's a beautiful place. Like that's, that's part of why we want to have a continual partner. And that's why we, we crave our comforts and, and the knowing and the, the security that goes along with that, right? And in that space of security, there can be a lot of sexiness that, that is created in it because we can feel safe to trust and all these kinds of things can happen, okay? And then there's the, the excitement and the tingling and the, the, the anticipation of going to a new space, a new place in the world, 
a place that you've never been to, trying some new foods, trying um, to, you know, make a new friend or a new connection or going on a new, you know, adventure. All of those concepts of new on one hand may feel a little scary because we're like, ah, this is change and we don't know what's going to happen and we don't know what the outcome is going to be. And this is like not okay. And oh my God, and we can't control the narrative. And so we don't feel safe in that space. I'm just going to take a moment to let you settle into that. <laughs> okay. And this is why we lean into the comfort space and we stay stuck in that comfort space. When we're in that space, it's important to have that space in your life. And it's important to nurture those places and those people and those, those spaces because it's like our, our kind of our safety net, so to speak. But if we stay stuck in there, we don't get to see the world either literally or figuratively. We don't get to expand and explore and see what is new and new experiences, what that can bring to your life for fear, because of fear. So I want you to take a moment and just lean into that of like, it's okay to be a little scary, but that that, that little bit of like, unsure, a little bit of nervousness, um, you can reframe that into this is anticipation and an excitement. And I think that's a really important is like, you know, think about, all right, you're super, you're, you're, you're like, you can't wait for something. Like, let's think about when you were a kid, right? So you're like, it's Christmas and you can't sleep because you're just so excited about what are the presents going to be and, and what, what presents am I going to be under the tree? And, and I'm just, and I've stayed up all night because I just can't sleep because I'm so excited. Well, that energy is very close to the energy of anxiety and nervousness and concern and worry and that energy around that and that emotion around that is like oh I don't know what's going to happen and where you know what it what if and you know what if I didn't get what I wanted and um you know what if I got something that I didn't like but now I got to do something with it like so you can be in that same place but one is from an excitement space and one is from a panicky nervous space. So one of the things that I do personally for myself is that when I'm dropping into that anxious and nervous space, I reframe it in my mind to actually, instead of all the I don't knows and I can't control and the what ifs and the what ifs and the what ifs and, and, and the what ifs from a negative perspective, which is dropping me into nervousness and anxiety, I switch the question to, oh, I can't wait. I wonder, I wonder, not what if, I wonder what are the possibilities? I wonder what kind of experience could happen in this moment. I wonder what new pleasure possibilities can live here? What new exciting space can happen in this place? So this is a way of helping us to why we typically are afraid of the new is because we have been, we 
been moving from this place of nervousness and anxiety of not being able to control it because it's not it's not comfortable. But if we can learn to reframe it to from from nervousness to anticipation, from anxiety into excitement, then this will create. First of all, it's way more fucking sexy. <laughs> And this just doesn't apply in the bedroom and into going on sexual adventures. This applies to like all areas of your life, by the way. In case you didn't, if you, in case you weren't able to, you know, grasp that, this this will be. If you can get this under control, you can like, it's gonna game change the rest of your life. All right. So this is why it's important for us to continue to develop sexually. We want to continue that process always. Always, always, always moving forward, enjoying the experience and being present in the moment, but then opening up yourself to new possibilities. The next thing I want to talk to you about this whole concept of, you know, keeping it spicy, <laughs> keeping it spicy, which is just fun to say, um, is making sure that you make time for exploratory sex sexual adventures with your partner. So you can make, you know, I've talked about scheduling and how sex scheduling is sexy and why we can schedule and how we do it and all that kind of stuff. And that's in other chapters. I believe it was in chapter 12 that I covered that stuff and the importance of that. But We want to have that expanding of our pushing our comfort levels in the realm of our sexual comfort so that we can continue to grow and develop. And so that would look like, okay, so say it might look like once a month, you might decide that you're going to expand your sexual development. Um, and that may be something that you explore with yourself, or it may be something that you explore with a partner or with somebody else or others, depending on what it is. Um, and, you know, so part of that process is making sure that there's space for that. There's also space for all other kinds of sexual explore, exploration. You know, there's the quickie, the get in, get out, don't mess my hair do. <laughs> There's the, I'm going to expand and explore different orgasmic possibilities. Um, I'm going to explore different erogenous zones. I'm going to have different sexual activity that I'm going to go on adventures with. Um, you know, I'm going to explore some of my fantasies. These are, these are things that what it would look like to ex continue to grow and expand your sexual development. And that exploratory sex with your partner is an important piece, not just about all the reasons that we just talked about, but by creating space within your relationship and the kind of sex that you're going to have, what this does is it builds, it builds a deep, deep connection. It expands your pleasure and orgasmic possibilities. It increases everybody's sex drive because, you know, and now everybody's in that place of horny and excitement and arousal state of like, ooh, who knows what's going to happen? You know, this week we might, you know, this month or this week we might be exploring like blindfolds or food play or, you know, many of the things that are in the realm of kink and kink, 
kink exploration and or maybe some group sex or um, you know uh, sex toys or different positions uh, tantra these are the list goes on and on and on and on of of things that both activities experiences places location like is the possibilities so many so many sexy horny possibilities <clears throat> so that's why you want to do this all right now one of the things that i found have been really powerful when working with couples has been to help them for you to create i call it the sexual adventure bag who doesn't want to go on a sexual adventure <laughs> doesn't that sound like fun like so much fun and again if it doesn't sound like fun please come hang out with me and we figure out why that does not sound fun for you all right all right how to create your sexual adventuring bag this is your tool all right this is your takeaway tool all right so the first thing you want to do is and this is a really important piece of knowing yourself knowing thyself go please go watch listen or read chapter one of know thyself about the importance of masturbation and, and getting to know yourself um so assuming that you've done that and you're already in that space you know what you fantasize you know what you're what's happening in your spank bank which is your rolodex of fantasies and you know the things that you may want to explore or they just may be fantasies and you may not actually want to make them into reality. You may just want to talk about them or play them out, um, role play them, or just talk about them, you know, while your partner is exploring your body or, or your partners are exploring your body. Okay. So you want to write down your fantasies. Your, make sure you use really descriptive things that are about your fantasies is it not just about the act the acts in the fantasies but the location are there props are there outfits what's going on in those fantasies right and you're going to write down those fantasies now the more you trust so here's the thing the more you risk the more trust is built, the more intimacy is created, the more orgasmic possibilities can happen, okay? So don't put just the surface ones down, your fantasies down. I lovingly invite you to risk and lean in and write down the dark fantasies that you haven't told anybody and that you may be carrying some shame about um, write those down too because this is part of this building this deep trusting honest vulnerable epic partnership sex life and having epic sex is lives epic sex lives in the place of vulnerability you can have good sex you can have okay sex you can't have epic sex if you're not willing to be vulnerable if you're not willing to trust if you're not willing to risk if you're not willing to um, have intimacy and connection with somebody else 
And that connection doesn't mean it's your soulmate and that you're marrying and that it doesn't necessarily have to be on that kind of level, but you still have to have that level of connection and intimacy with somebody in order to have epic sex. So if you're going to do the sexual adventuring bag, um, lean in and really write down those fantasies. Okay, so you're gonna write them down on a piece of paper, individual little piece of paper. You're gonna fold those pieces of paper up and then you're gonna put it into a sexy cloth bag. All right, now this, this sexual adventure bag is an organic, ever-growing um, entity. So as you come across, as you explore, as you expand, as you open up the new possibilities, you might be like, oh, I've never thought of that. That's kind of hot. All right, I want to I, I put that in the bag. So you can write down not just that first time, you can continue to add to the bag, okay? Now, once things are in the bag, you're going to decide how often do you guys want to go on this particular sexual adventures? Like how often are you going to bring the bag into your sexy repertoire? That for some people may be once a week, for some people it may be once a month, for some people it might be once every three months, right? Depending on what your life looks like and your relationship style is like and all those kind of things. So once you make that decision, what you're going to do is you're going to, and I say schedule because if you don't schedule it, it ain't, it doesn't fucking happen, right? Just, it, it's human nature. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're going to schedule. This is when we pull from the bag because there's two pieces to this. There's pulling from the bag and the conversation that happens in the negotiation that happens when we fall from the bag. And then there's the implementation piece. Okay. So when you've decided that, you know, say, so let's just for the point of this, you're going to do it once a month. So on the first Sunday of every month, you're going to pull from the bag. And one person pulls from the bag and they read out loud what is on the piece of paper. And without judgment, this is a really, the really important piece here is to do this without judgment. And this is where we're going to learn to do our negotiation and have negotiation conversations. Okay. So you're going to pull from the bag. You're going to read it. Everybody's going to read it. Then before anybody says anything, I want, actually, no, I'm going to backtrack. Before you pull from the bag, everybody's going to go inside, inside themselves, and make sure that they're showing up as their loving, non-judgmental, compassionate, I have permission to say yes to things. I have permission to say no to things. I don't have to. I'm going to bring all of my like communication skills that I've been building because I've, you know, read and read. I've read, listened, or watched all of Gaia's Becoming a Better Lover series. <laughs> so I have those skills. 
okay? And you're gonna you're you're gonna bring you're gonna bring it. You're gonna bring all of those tools, all of those skills to the table before you even pull. So that now you're in a place of it's a safe containment space. It's a safe space for everybody to risk because whatever somebody has written on that piece of paper, it was a risk for them. If it's not your piece of paper, you may not feel like the risk factor, but if it's your piece of paper, you're going to feel the like, oh my God, I'm risking. And what if they think I'm a freak? And what if they shame me? And what if they don't love me anymore? And what if they judge me? Like there's all this fear that's happening in that person because they're risking. So it's really important to bring your non-judgmental A game, communication A game to this experience. Okay. So you've, you've checked everything before you pull. Then you pull, then you read, and then the persons whose fantasy it was then would say, I would like to explore this in reality, or I think I'd like to just keep this in fantasy. I just wanted to share this fantasy with you and, and maybe we could do some role playing of it. Or So it's the person who wrote the fantasy down needs to start with where, where would you like the exploration to start? Do you want it in just a conversation about it? Are you wanting it to be like part of, you know, you're going to act it out in role play um, or you're going to actually make it into a reality or you may want to just um, you know, you know, talk about a scene or a scenario or a situation while you're actually engaging sexually with your partner. Like there's different layers to it. So, so if you're reading it and you're like, there is no way in hell <laughs> I'm going to be okay with actually doing this. Um, that's okay. Cause there's lots of room for negotiation so that everybody's on the same page. The most important piece is that the person has shared with you what turns them on, like really what the fantasies that they're having, what are they thinking about? It's like they're sharing a piece of themselves, this vulnerable, raw, real piece with you. And that's the most important piece of this exercise, okay? So then you're gonna negotiate what that looks like. Now, the other piece of that is, is that there may be pieces of it that you want to have, that you're okay with, and other pieces that you're not. So here's an example that I always like to use. So say your partner is like, all right, on the piece of paper it says, I want you to spank me with a rubber chicken while wearing a tutu, while I'm wearing a tutu. And you're like, hmm. I'm okay with spanking with the rubber chicken, but I'm not comfortable with the tutu part. It's okay to negotiate now the aspects that you feel comfortable exploring at this time um, and some of the aspects that you may not be comfortable exploring. This is, this is where you start to really expand and exercise those negotiation skills. And those negotiation skills, by the way, if you can navigate and have a conversation about being spanked with rubber chicken and while wearing a tutu, you can pretty much have a conversation about anything anywhere. <laughs> so it's really important. So this is like an important life lesson. These are life lessons, skill sets that you're learning and you're building. So 
sorry, allergies still. <laughs> so, um, what was I saying now? Oh, okay. So you pulled from the bag, you've negotiated, you've decided, are we going to make this happen? Are we not going to make this happen? What's going to do? You've decided on however you're going to decide that it's going to happen. Then you need to make a time or a schedule. So for example, if some of the, some fantasies may have lots of moving pieces or people, um, so it may take like a couple of months to navigate that or negotiate that or get that set up, right? So if it's something that's going to take a long time to do, then I highly recommend sort of being like, um, maybe pick it, keeping that one, but then also picking another one um, of somebody else's fantasy that, that you can both be working towards. If it's something that can be done that week or it can be done within the next couple of weeks, then, you know, make it so. And make sure you plan it. You may need props, people, organize. There's a whole bunch of moving pieces, okay? So in the, in the example of the rubber chicken and the tutu, um, that one's pretty easy other than going and finding, a, you know, hire, buying a rubber chicken and go buying a tutu. That's all you're really going to need. Those are the only props. So therefore, you can make that happen quickly. However, if you wanted to have a gangbang, um, it means that you got to go find a bunch of people that you can vet so that that, that can happen. All right. So those are kind of the different scenarios of what I'm talking about in those fantasy realities. And then go make it happen and explore. And again, I think the biggest piece is that you're on the adventure together and that you're communicating and you're navigating and that you're playing and it's okay if there's parts of you that, you know, part of it that's kind of scary because it's unfamiliar, but communicate that, share that. And the anticipation and the excitement and the thrill, as well as the, the, the nervousness and the fear, which also can be part of the thrill, and, you know, the, the new pleasure possibilities, this creates all sorts of wonderful feelings in our bodies. And the biggest payoff to doing this is the deep connection and intimacy and trust that gets built, which creates more pleasure and orgasmic possibilities. All right. So that's it. That's all for this chapter. Um, you want to spend more time with me if you're like, whoa, some of that shit is really uncomfortable for me, Gaia. I'm there's oh no, we're not, I'm not ready there. Then I highly recommend that that would be a great time to reach out to me and we can figure out how we can clear that out for you so that, you know, this sounds like Woo, I can't wait to go on a sex adventure versus like, oh my God, there's no way I'm going on a sex adventure. So you can find me at succulentliving.com. Um, I teach courses and classes and do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I have, you know, ask me anything uh, sessions where you can book 10 minutes with me and ask me one question um, or you can submit a question to me and I will give you a video answer. So you can find all of the juicy details of all those things on um, secondliving.com. And you can find me on all the social media platforms under Gaia Morissette. And don't forget to subscribe, watch, listen to My Orgasmic Life um, on all of your favorite podcast 
um, platforms. Um, there, it's pretty much any platform you use. I'm pretty much on those platforms. And or if you don't have a podcast platform, but you really want to be able to download and listen to me anywhere and anytime, um, you know, you can go to my website on my blog, and you'll find. Um, all of the episodes with the, the built-in players on the site. Um, so you can just press play if you want. Uh, at um, my blog at succulentliving.com. All right, that's it, that's all. <coughs> Sorry. Oh, just a quick reminder. If you're gonna connect with me, please respect my boundaries and connect with me in a professional capacity as a coach, as a support, as an educator, as a teacher. I am not available for sex. I am not available for dating. I am not available to marry you and I'm not available to have your babies. And I, and I hate that I have to say this, but the reason I say this is because I get these requests on a daily basis. So please respect my boundaries when you reach out to me. All right, that's it, that's all. Mwah. Thanks for hanging out with me. And have a wonderful day.